I am back. You scared me. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Why? Because I didn't have, because I'm typing and um, and then all of a sudden I was so quiet and then you go, I'm back. <laughs> <It scared laughs> me. Uh, oh, that's cute. We are live. All right. So I will hit our intro. Okay. One, one two, ready, go. <laughs> Welcome to Ray Radio, episode 6. Today is the 20th of August, 2018, and I am Jen, and with me tonight, and every time we get to record, is... Joy! Joy! And we are ready to stick some good stuff into your head. Into your head. Speaking of sticking good stuff in your head, (gasps) National Chocolate Pecan Day was today. Wow, who comes up with all these holidays? I don't know. (laughs) They should let people know. (laughs) Uh, Right? Yeah. Uh Yeah, today was National Chocolate Pecan Day and National Radio Day, but enough about today. Let's see what tomorrow brings. Tomorrow, August 21st, is Brazilian Blowout Day. What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Let's find out. Brazilian Blowout Day is observed annually on August 21st, while the summer weather is celebrated for its beach trips, vacations, barbecues, and carefree carefree attitude. It can also be a hair nightmare with humidity at an all-time high. Frizzy hair is in full effect across the nation. Therefore, tomorrow, we celebrate National Brazilian Blowout Day, a way to calm your tresses and embrace your most beautiful self. Wow. So um, apparently you're supposed to observe this by visiting a certified salon in your neighborhood to beat the weather and humidity. And you also will use hashtag Brazilian blowout day. To post, I think wow, it's, it's been a blowout day here for quite a while because of humidity. <laughs> yeah, I know. This is just like Michigan blowout summer. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, next is, oh, you'll be happy about this one. National Senior Citizens Day. Oh, yay! <laughs> I'm doing a happy dance. Yeah, there you go. But nobody told me. Yeah, nobody told But we are telling you right now, Joy. Yeah. Um, each year on August 21st, there are various events and activities held across the United States in recognition of National Senior Citizens Day. This day was created as a data to support, to support, honor, and show appreciation to our seniors and to recognize their achievements, their valuable contributions to our communities, and create better places to live. So huh. you, it says um, how to observe. Maybe you should go and spend time with a senior citizen you know. Let them know that they are appreciated and loved. It may also be a good p- time to go and volunteer Um, like at a retirement home, or just share your smile with those who may not otherwise get a visitor. Yeah. Yeah. And they say use, guess what what hashtag do you think you're going to use? I don't have no idea. Hashtag (laughs) Senior Citizen Day. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) You just threw that one in by me. (laughs) I followed and I can't get up day. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag, where's my dancers at? Yeah. Um, I when I worked at um, the sandwich shop back when I was young, um, we used to have high school seniors come in and they were so ditzy that they thought that they got a discount because they were seniors in high school. Oh golly! Yeah, I was like, mm, no, that's not how that works. That's not oh. how that works. 
derp a derps. Oh, that's funny. Right. So then um, this is, uh, it is also National Spumoni Day. Spumani? Not Spumanti, but Spumanti. Oh, okay. National Spumoni Day is, is Spumoni is a molded Italian ice cream that is made with layers of different colors and flavors that usually contain candied fruits, such as cherry bits and nuts. It's, it sounds like mm. a fruitcake ice cream almost, don't it? Yes, it sounds mm. good. The typical flavors are cherry, pistachio, and either chocolate or vanilla. These ice cream layers are often mixed and whipped mixed with whipped cream. Mmm, that does sound good. Mm-hmm. It originated in Naples, Italy, and was introduced to the United States in the late 1800s. Differing from ice cream, spumoni is sliced and never scooped. Neapolitan-flavored ice cream, it was actually inspired by spumoni. And you Uh can observe it by checking out, um, maybe making your own homemade spumoni, because there are actually recipes and um, you can also make Italian spumoni cakes because the recipes are um, in the links in the show notes huh. at invigoratedradio.com. And guess you got use the hashtag National Spumoni Day in case you didn't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> I did not do that. <laughs> no. So there you go. What, what one of those sound like one that you can uh, get on board with? The spumoni day. <laughs> Doesn't it? It totally when they're yeah. talking about sounds like fruitcake ice cream. Yeah, I love fruitcake. A lot of people hate fruitcake, yeah, but I can't have it because, you know, high in sugar. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah, but it's pretty, pretty good stuff. I mean, I'll tell you what, when I was at 13 years old, I must have gone, been going through high puberty or whatever, because I used to put mustard on fruitcake and eat it. What? I know, I it's stupid. I don't know stupid. if that's a qualification for being in puberty, where you want to put mustard on fruitcake. <laughs> I have no idea, but to me, oh, it tastes gosh. good. <laughs> I don't They're know. They're like, oh, that joy, she yeah. must be getting into that yeah. puberty. She's over there dousing I was a cartoon character back mustard. then. <laughs> yeah. So silly. That is silly. I know it. And then I used to mix um, salad dressing and ketchup together for potato chips. And now people I heard here lately in this last year or two, people have done that. And I thought, wow, I used to do that like 50 some years ago. Right. And they've actually, (laughs) I think um, I've seen like mustard flavored potato chips. Oh, really? Uh Uh-huh. That sounds good. Yeah. Speaking of good, ah, we yes, have um, good yeah. or interesting news. Yeah. Talking about Senior Citizen Day, this is right up the alley. Um, I found a spot on um, the computer called Enjoy. You can enjoy your radio shows from the 1930s and 40s and 50s, back before television was ever popular. And these are vintage shows that your grandparents loved and the popular comedies like Amos and Andy to Westerns such as Gunsmoke, uh, many of the old shows. Now you can hear these shows for free online at Dumb. The Dumb is called at Dumb.com. I don't have any idea why, why they put that? Dumb. It's D-U-M-B dot com. And I do not understand why they call it that. Or you can download our free old-time radio iPhone, iPad app and, and for also Android app. But oh, you okay, actually so they have an app. All right. Yeah, you have an app and it's called dumb.com. 
And um, you go there and you can also find old music too. And I just loved it. I thought it was really, really awesome. <laughs> I don't know why this hasn't been, you know, how you used to sit around, well, you didn't or I didn't, but, you know, our grandparents and such said, sit around the radio and listen to the radio and stuff and old musics. And that's, you can get a lot of those old shows on this right here for free. Oh, so okay. that was, I thought it was pretty interesting. That's so weird. You find it interesting and it says dumb.com, your source for dumb stuff. <laughs> I thought it was pretty cool, but right. they I say dumb stuff probably because way. nobody, but, but back in the day, it wasn't dumb. I don't know why they say it's yeah. dumb today. I would think it's, it it's says, really awesome. Yeah, it's yeah. They have a a little section on their website that says old time radio, like you were just talking about. Listen to hundreds right. of old radio shows online, right. and then they have trick questions, um, name fun, send audio e cards that speak the name of the person you're sending them to. That's weird. Um, right. Yeah, there's all kinds of like there's jokes, ten thousand different jokes, name data, find out more about your name and where you came from and the meaning of life. Um, it's just weird, just random, random stuff, I guess. Uh-huh. Touch, t- tone songs, play songs on your phone keypad using touch tones, because, you know, you have nothing else better to do with your time. Well, well, not only that, everyone, it also has cool stuff on there also, and it has, a re- like, you can talk live with Santa Claus online. <laughs> you, there's dad jokes, prank stories, celebrity ages. Games and so it says there's over nine hundred classic free films, films you can watch you can for watch. free. Yeah, okay, it's a riddles. Pretty neat place to go and check it out. I'm just telling you, you better go there. You'll be surprised what you can find. All right, well that's interesting. I've never, I've never heard of that. I know it, and I hadn't either. That's why I'm sharing it. That's my good and interesting news. Well, that's pretty cool. I, I found this um, interesting article, and I was going to figure out if we agree with it or not. It's called, Here are the 11 things that are making people less attractive. Wow, that's a different op- that <laughs> different an, direction. I know, it's at healthyway.com. I came across it, and I'm like, oh gosh, this would be a good one for uh, Joy and I to talk about, like, what is this? So according to this article, according to this article, um, it says their disclaimer um oh da, da, da. oh they do, oh if i buy something from their site everyone has to say that now because of the privacy stuff if you buy something from a website you know they gotta let you know that they get a little bit of a kickback from it if you mm. use a link oh right so the number one thing on the list is bad grammar And it said a bad grasp of the English language or maybe whatever language you're using to woo a potential mate can be a turnoff to a romantic interest, especially if you're active in the online dating arena. It said that one study found that the majority of men and women admitted that they reject online suitors solely because of bad grammar and misspellings in their dating profile. 75% of a whopping 9,000 online daters polled in the study also said that they would most definitely reject a suitor who failed to pass a fifth grade spelling bee. Oh my gosh. Wow, right? Yeah. So, um, never you never date somebody through text message, Joy. Just yeah. don't do it. <laughs> Thank goodness for spell correct. <laughs> <laughs> or spell check. You said spell yeah, correct. spell check. Spell check. Yes. Yeah. 
So apparently, yeah, I already num- got turned down. <laughs> yeah, you're like I didn't even make it through the number one slot. No. Yeah, we were just no. I know how it. to spell everyone. It's just that I have different ways of saying things. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we all make up our own words yeah. and, and such. <laughs> That's not on here though. It just says bad grammar. You know, I'm so. just interesting. Yes, I'm a uh, one of a kind. Number two is your youthful looks. While you oh. may think that appearing youthful is an advantage in the dating world. It turns out that it isn't always the case. One study found that when individuals are born to parents who are over the age of 30, they are less likely to be attracted to people with young faces and tend to be more attracted to potential partners whose faces show signs of aging. Well, that's interesting. That is different. That is wow. I never even would have thought about that. You know, because because you, you see your mom and dad every day, and you get used to that. I I wonder. I don't know. It's different. Um, that is weird, huh? Uh, mm-hmm. it says distinguished. Uh, distinguished Trump's youth in this case and the preference for older faces may win out as the population becomes more saturated with people born to so-called older parents. For the first time ever, more women in their 30s are having babies than their 20-something counterparts are. You do the math. So Mm -hmm. that is interesting. Um, Apparently, um, the number three thing on the list is the shirt on your back. That's right. Um, If you're a man looking to attract a woman, you may want to consider wearing a red shirt. This study shows that women perceive men in red as more powerful and attractive, and those are two important characteristics when choosing a mate. Mm -hmm. I have never thought of that. That, Mm -hmm. That's interesting. A red shirt. Hmm. I wonder if some guys want to check that out. Yeah. Oh, here's a number four is cake up. It seems everyone wants a natural look, but is that backed up by any sort of science? The video below explains, well, there's a video included, but um, supposedly um, less is more when it comes to the video that's in in the link that's in our show notes, um, explains the findings of two studies regarding the makeup looks men find attractive and as a spoiler alert less is more so um and i i feel like that's the case from being around the guys that i've been around for many years just in and out of different jobs and communities and stuff that seems the case like when a lot of uh, the eyebrows are being drawn on and they're like an inch thick and everything well, looks painted on that does well, not you, attract yeah. <laughs> No, because you got to think about it. When you wake up in the morning and you don't have that on your face, he's not getting what he was attracted to. Yeah, you're like, it's false advertisement. <laughs> exactly. I met, I like the chick that had the four-inch eyebrows, and now I'm very upset that when I woke up, they're gone. And they're gone. <laughs> they're gone. She actually they're shaved her, her eyebrows. Case. Not yeah, on they're face. on the pillowcase. <laughs> not on her face. Yeah, all she has to do is put her face into the pillow, and then he wakes up and says, <laughs> can you imagine? Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> but I think, uh, you know, and I think it's a fine line, too, with, like, uh, makeup, because not all women wear makeup for men. Um, a lot of women wear makeup for themselves. Like, they like how it looks. So, you know, there is that part of the coin. But in the dating realm, they're saying that, the majority of men that they've polled um, do prefer less makeup, not a lot of the over-the-top stuff. Yeah. 
Okay. So I can see that. That would just make a girl's life easier. You know, that takes time if you want to get everything precisioned and perfect. How he saw looking. you the last time. Like, yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, and also your appetite. Apparently, one study found that hungry men perceived women with higher body weights as being more attractive. Once those men had something to eat and no longer reported being hungry, they no longer reported reported finding the same women quite as attractive. Hmm. <laughs> that's so <laughs> that's wow. weird. I would have never thought that. So hungry women, hungry men, hungry men. are more attractive to more curvy women. But once they've had a burger, they're no longer attracted to that woman. Like that's kind of weird. That's really weird. That's, kind of, that's like a weird. Like a carnivore a, kind of a thing going on there. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know how that is, but apparently that's a thing. So it's, it's kind of a good so thing make not to sure, have. <laughs> yeah, you make sure your day eats. So Before you'll know you if it's them. true love. <laughs> Before you meet them. Yeah. yeah, don't let them show up with an empty stomach and then yeah. you guys really hit it off. And then all of a sudden they eat a slice of pizza and they're like, mmm. See ya. I'm not feeling it. <laughs> the dine and dash. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. A lot of weird little things I never would have thought about. It makes me wonder. Your table manners. Speaking of hunger, watch what you do when you're scarfing down food in front of a potential romantic interest. Apparently, mm-hmm. Sujeri Gonzalez, who's 39 and founder of Love Sujeri and on air revolver podcast host, recounts a story of being completely grossed out by the man she was on a date with. She said she was instantly turned off by a man that she brief- briefly dated and was secretly in love with after a revealing lunch date, she confesses. And by revealing, she means he exposed the food in his mouth. The man she thought was the one chewed like a horse, mouth open and teeth exposed. Eek. Oh, Ooh, my. That would be hard. Ugh. Yeah, it would be. Just like booger pickers, you know, like people who have like horrible <laughs> manners or hygiene with the yeah. eating and the noises. Because I get really weird. Do, does this, anything like that bother you or any of these well, things? Well, yeah, we had a company last week and there was a young man that was sitting at the table chomping on his food. And I'm thinking, you don't even close your mouth when you eat. <laughs> yeah, it's like going everywhere or... It's like sound after sound after sound after sound. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I can. Yeah, that's, you know, and Mm. it's once in a while you wonder if it's because if they had a cold or a stuffy nose and they're not really paying attention, you know, because you always it's so hard to eat if you have a stuffy nose because you have to like discreetly take air, you know, little um, come up for air every now and then. (laughs) But when this person does it on the regular. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah, a deal yeah. for me, definitely. Yeah, it's kind of a turn off, yeah, especially when it shows food in the mouth. <laughs> yeah, and all the noises, yeah. noise, noisy eaters are what really gross me out. The sla- like the chop, like you were saying, like the noise, uh-huh. um, bleh, grosses me out, especially your teeth. You know, they got some big chompers and they're just like, like a horse. I really picture, she, she described it as a horse and I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Really? 
Okay, a smidge of stubble versus a boast-worthy beard. While both gay men and straight women prefer men whose faces appear more masculine, guys don't have much control over whether they're blessed with prominent brows and strong jaw lines or not. What they do have control over is the type of facial hair they choose to sport, according to the study. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, we were just talking about this too. I was talking about this, um, with my sister and her boyfriend about, um, beards and stuff, you know, and we were laughing because our dad had the face that just did not look good without the beard. Right. (laughs) Some, some men, um, have that option to like make their face look more, uh, thin with a beard. They can, like, they can manipulate the hair growth on their face to you know if they do like that pencil thing kind of like a beard they can really slender out a round face with your hair with your their facial hair they can make like jaw lines where there really aren't any you know yeah it's pretty but um guys that can't really control that is kind of out of luck in that that part i guess Uh uh-huh so I agree. Yeah. So what what kind of facial hair turns you off? Like what is something that's always like Ugh. I don't like the jaw, the like the Elvis the Presley. Really fine. The Elvis Presley um the chops. Chops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't not feeling that either. <laughs> and I'm not really into co- goatees either. I don't mind a goatee if it's I like not a nice really I like a long. nice beard. I like a nice groomed beard. A nice yeah, I could see that. Um yeah, I don't like the crazy um, bushman beard. Like, it's, you could just tell the difference between a lazy man because he just lets it grow. And then there's like yeah. last week's sandwich particles in it. <laughs> um, it's kind of weird. Or men that grow it and have a really long, long. Or um, if it's changed colors, like. Braid. Yeah, I don't like it when it's like three different colors. Like, it's like somehow. The oh. longer, older hair is, like, a weird color than, like, the other hair. Like, I don't... I like, like, there's a nice uniform groom beard if you are rocking a beard. And I don't right. like really long ones, like, five, six inch. Like, I don't... Well, that's know. the newest thing I noticed, that guys, they have a they have a butch, and then they have this great big, huge yes, beard. Yes, that is what, <laughs> yes, that's what... A lot of uh, real, according to my husband, that's real beard wearers look down on those guys because they know that they're just being, they're just trying to be trendy. They're not real beardies. Mm. You know, they're just trying to be cool. And and they, those are the same guys that probably do the stupid, like, put glitter all in their beard and, you huh. know, put Christmas ornaments in it during Christmas and stuff. Yeah. I haven't seen that. What? You haven't? There's. <laughs> It's a thing. It's like no. the ugly sweater thing for Christmas. Now people so, have like ugly beards. So they like, like put like these little badger operated lights, lights to their beard. Seriously? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> oh, wow. Give you something to look forward to, Joy. Christmas Yeah, they time. wear a hat and put the battery on top of their head. And then yes. they have this little line. My goodness. It's weird. But it's, <laughs> it, they do it. I've never seen that yet. Yep. Um, I was so just thinking, I was just making it up. Oh, no. Really? <laughs> I'm like, oh, are you serious? <laughs> no, they really have seen pictures of it done. Wow. You can Google it and I'm sure you'll find it. Okay. Um, 
It says that uh, clean-shaven men and those of you with long beards, one study of Australian women found that they are all cons- that they all considered men with heavy stubble more attractive than men without facial hair or those with heavy facial hair. So they like the, the stubble look, the kind of... Well, I'm telling you what, that stubble look could really give you a rash. It hurts your face, <laughs> it does, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes. Especially if they don't have a mustache, a soft mustache. Yeah. It can and they hurt. had the stubble, it, it's no fun kissing a stubbly guy. <laughs> they can give you a rash. <laughs> <laughs> you go to see your your girlfriend. What happened to you? Yeah, well, My husband kissed me. Yeah, it looks like yes. he left. Looks like you're growing a mustache because it's all red. Oh goodness! <laughs> it says the key, of course, is to maintain a nice, even amount of facial hair that's not too patchy. So, yep, it sounds like we're about average and how we feel about stuff. Um, flashing a smile or not. It says, in what winds up to be a rather confusing study, men rated smiling women as more attractive, while women rated smiling men less attractive. That's interesting. Hmm. Well, that's women weird. reported finding men more attractive when they displayed signs of pride, like a slight smile or and a raised fist. I don't think I would. I don't feel like... Wow. Like, Ooh, I like that guy slightly raising his fist. Like, I'm yeah, sorry, raised a, fist is that's not a, attractive to me. That's, that's a That's a, like, rude look and run away fast. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, if some guy looked at me and smiled and raised his fist, I'm like, peace out. I'm out of here. Yeah. What is that? I'm like, um, oh, I don't know. I think women teacher. today are so much different than the, uh, the norm. <laughs> someone go you know what i like in a guy a, a small smile and a raised fist but nobody huh. says this um it must be cavemen the, women <laughs> very bizarre it says is anyone else wondering what gives with this one regardless of these findings keeping your teeth bright and white is never a bad idea and um number nine says when it comes to dating there's no such thing as fake it till you make it um, whether you're online dating or meeting someone through a friend or at a bar or a group or event or people can smell fakeness, she explains. And I don't recommend meeting people at bars, just to be honest. I don't feel yeah, like Online that. dating scares me. Yeah, yeah, that too. I feel and bars. Like I'd, I'd never go to, be... uh, yeah, I never would go to a bar to meet someone. Right. Yeah, that's just weird. I don't feel like you're going to find relationship quality people in a bar at all. But it has happened, though. Well, yeah, know? I'm just saying, though. But they probably Maybe one not. out of a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Um, you know, it says the more you try, the more you'll pretend to be someone you're not, and the more people will see right through your bluff. And that's one thing I've, I've noticed. If I, no matter where you meet someone, the best, I agree, the best thing you can do is be yourself you know because why would you want someone to buy what you're selling and then have it be entirely fake and something that you have to maintain for the rest of your existence with this person because that's draining and then sooner or later you're going to get tired of it and your real colors are going to show through and your whole house of cards is going to come tumbling down it's just the the life of clarence (laughs) the life of clarence Clarence, like a Clarence rack. Oh, Everything geez. you did. <laughs> I think it's the life of 
type of clearance. No, clearance. clearance, the clearance rack. You know, you pretend to be something you are. You get it home. It's not, doesn't look like you thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, this shirt was $2.99 and it looks amazing. And you (laughs) Yeah, and you get it home and you realize it's not what you thought it was. (laughs) You're like, this shirt is like saran wrap on the sausage. Yeah, and then you take it back and they say, I'm sorry, I can't refund your money. (laughs) I feel like this is a personal story. (laughs) I feel like this is something you've gone through. And that could be like on a I have gone through that back when I was 19. Relationships are like clearance or bad relationships are like the clearance rack. Exactly. That's my new quote. <laughs> that it is. We'll put uh, that on a mug. Bad relationships yeah. are like the clearance rack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were just learning, like, as Christians that, um, you know, even the Bible has says that. What? I just thought, <laughs> what you always say, you always say, I'm, I'm not buying what you're selling. I'm not buying what you're selling. <laughs> And I think, and that just well, means everybody else passed up that top. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, there's a I come along and say, oh. <laughs> yes, <laughs> oh my gosh, I just thought of two things. So like, because we were talking, of, um, we were learning more during our Bible studies and stuff. Like the Bible says, you know, you should match yoke for yoke, you know? Yeah. And as a, so it, in your a religious life, it, it definitely behooves you to have someone who shares your religious beliefs. And um, also, <laughs> this kind of makes me, so we are learning that. So I do think that that would be my best advice is the advice that the Bible gives you. <laughs> like, yeah. make sure you line up with someone because um, trying to fit a square peg through a round hole is is um, a lot of <laughs> unnecessary problems. You know, why waste your time trying to make something work? You know, why add yeah. another layer on something? And what were you laughing when I said square peg through a round hole? <laughs> what were you seeing in your cartoon head? I, you started laughing. And I'm like, I know what that means. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going there. <laughs> oh, you- <laughs> So, I thought, why is she saying this? <laughs> it's a cliche. It's just a, <laughs> no. I was thinking of that little tiny round circle thing that little kids have. That's got these different shapes. Oh, yeah, it's supposed like to go the in these little shapes. And, yeah. yeah, yeah, yep. Um, but you know, we, you were talking about earlier. You're hilarious. You remember <laughs> we were talking earlier this week when you said, um, "Oh, I look around and you know, you see somebody." And you're like, how did that person get a relationship? Yes. And now we know why, because they were on the clearance rack. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Yeah, because you like, and I've heard my single, like single friends throughout the years wonder the same thing. Like, how does that person have a relationship? And I can't even get anybody to like go out and date with me or whatever. And now we know because they, that person shops on the clearance rack. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> the, the shirt that nobody bought and you See, I figured out like, my own two ninety nine. Sure. I figured out my own um my own question, did. didn't I? I can't yeah. answer myself. Yep, and you did. Yeah. And they probably have a really ugly beard and they probably um eat with their mouth open. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right. Well, here's too number much- ten. Too much personality. Wow. Too much personality. How can somebody have too much? Oh, believe me, they can have too much. Yeah. Yes. I I knew. Yes. Where everything is overly produced. I think that's what 
you know, it says uh, we'll we'll touch on our opinions. But the article says, although it may seem like dating means putting your best foot or face forward and showing off your assets, don't discount the importance of humility. The most attractive thing to me is humility. So when a guy, oh, this is Gonzalez, the lady who um was doing oh. the article, um, for the most attractive thing to her is when a guy goes on a first date and years ago she said the most attractive thing to me is humility so when a guy went on a first date years ago bragged about his six-figure salary and bmw i threw up a little in my mouth and i totally get where this girl's coming from because when you brag about yourself you're hiding a lot of skeletons and my like my radar goes beep beep beep, beep. really there's it all does. kinds of skeleton when you date people. You don't know how many they've got in their closet, and you don't know how many they got in their memory. <laughs> I I don't know what that means, Joy. What it, it means skeletons in the closet means more than one uh, relationship, mean, one right after memory. another. And the memory is he remembers years ago when he used to make a six-figure. Uh, he bragged about a six-figure salary when he went on a on a first date years ago. See, so that's oh, in no, his memory. She was saying Gonzalez was saying she went on a date with a guy years ago who bragged oh. about himself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was just like, you know, and so being humble and showing some humility is attractive to her. So this guy that she dated was clearly not. Yeah. She says she calls these kind of guys Mr. Bravado. And she truly believe, and she goes as I like to call them. Truly believe that fancy cars and piles of money would woo her, and instead she slurped down her spaghetti with meat sauce and hightailed it out the door. So, um, oh, it says Rachel. Yeah, I don't blame her. Me either, man. Uh, Rachel Needle, a licensed psychologist at the Center for Marital and Sexual Health in South Florida, also believes in the power of humility. She has stated, saying confidence is a trait that is often attractive, but so is being humble. So you need to appear confident but humble. And I agree that I, I agree with that one hundred percent for me. But right. don't get me wrong, there are some money diggers, gold diggers out there, men and women who don't really care about the person they're with as long as they have cars and money. You know, you're going to run in to people like that. And sometimes I feel like when people have to brag about themselves, that kind of makes them look less confident because they're, they're insecure in some other way. They feel insecure that, you know, they might not be so good in another area of their life. So they feel like they got to really shed some more on other things mm -hmm. you know and then that kind of is sad because then they are really in essence attracting the wrong kind of person when really they just want to attract a person but they end up tracking they end up attracting the wrong kind of person you know yeah, not yeah. somebody who wants to really like them for who they are but somebody who's just going to to um latch on suck them up dry like a parasite and then move on to the next warm body you know they're mm -hmm. not really going to attract a, a very a quality person in my opinion but that's just my opinion what's your opinion joy oh i'm just learning you're just learning <laughs> <laughs> i haven't been in the dating thing since like 1978 that's right <laughs> <laughs> oh no well, I, you got me this is all new to me <laughs> <laughs> i oh. i mean 
I would like to to meet someone, but no, I'm just not. <laughs> yeah, not. It's not kind of scary. Selling. Yeah, well, for good reason. You I don't know, want nobody on the clearance points. rack either. <laughs> no clearance. No. Uh, number 11 was, and I think this is a, the final point, your undiscovered hobby while physical features and even things that we aren't really aware of, like our body's pheromones, have a direct impact on how attractive we are to people. True attraction to another human is much more complex than grooming habits or skeletal structure. In fact, one study found that the single most attractive trait about an individual is actually their creativity. Test subjects were more likely to rate people portrayed as having creative pursuits and passions as attractive. The study That's also cool. showed that was more true for women seeking men, meaning women found men depicted as creative. Um, it, my the thing is jumping around. Oh yeah, uh, article created significantly. Jumping. Yes, um, it says that meaning women found men depicted as creative significantly more attractive, whereas men did not necessarily rate creative women as more attractive. Of huh. course they didn't. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, it says either way, creativity and a passion for something other than yourself or even your mate is definitely attractive and oftentimes people are more attracted to those who are passionate about something so when people are excited and passionate about their interest it can be attractive to other people so i could see that because i feel but then once again it's like attracts like you know um mm -hmm. you know more creative people are probably going to be drawn to other people because it's always nice to have something to share with that other person oh yeah you know? or yeah. You could share your hobby with that other person. They might like it. I would be like bored out of my mind if somebody just wanted to sit at home on their couch all day, you know? Oh, yeah. Not live life. Yeah, that would mm -hmm. be super boring. So there you go. In case you didn't know, now you do. <laughs> those are so Yeah. But that's now. interesting. Did any of those jump out at you or did you learn anything new about that article or did you agree with anything? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, your, your uh, flashing smile or not, that was kind of... You know, women were, yeah, yeah, that yeah, and then the eyebrow were attract were were um, more attractive to women smiling, and that and that they like the bristles on the cheeks, you know, the stubs, stubble, yeah, that's the happy stubble, yeah, yeah, that's interesting, interesting. Yeah. Um, wow. Also, we are ready to move into this place. Know that? Oh, my baby girl. <laughs> Which, in fact, she just turned six years old yesterday. Yes, yes she did. Yeah. Yes, she did. So, what oh, did you know? Today? Did you know that dogs have far, far fewer taste buds than people? Probably no. fewer than 2,000 compared to humans 9.0. This might be why they don't have a problem eating their own poop. <laughs> Because <laughs> or cat tootsie rolls, honestly, yeah, though that difference, yeah. two thousand difference in taste buds must separate us humans from them. Because you don't see yeah. like your neighbor Sally with a paper plate and a fork going out to her backyard. Yeah, you know? right, right. Thank God. Yeah. Did you know? Thing. 
Did you know that redheads require more anesthesia to go under than any other hair colors do? No. I never learned really that. That's interesting. I yeah, well, they say is. redheads are hmm. stubborn, so maybe. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's what they say years, so, years ago. <laughs> that's what air quotes they say. We never know who they is, but that's No, what they say. but that's just an old, old <laughs> myth. <laughs> if you so, have red hair, power to you because I think it's beautiful. It is, it is pretty. Um, yeah, I had no idea. Hmm. Yeah. A cat's nose pad is as unique as a human fingerprint. No, two's no, no two nose prints are identical. Now that kind of like blew me away. You would just think a cat's nose is always the same, you know? Yeah, definitely. And you wouldn't think that it would, it's as unique as our human fing, our human fingerprint. I would have never known two cats. No, but how do they know this stuff? How many I cats no did they idea. do? That's crazy. <laughs> um, did you know that cat urine will glow under a black light? So if you have I suspected did not know cat. That. Yeah, so if you have suspicion that someone's urinating someplace, you can't find it. Just get out that old black light. <laughs> They'll tell you what's going on beneath the... Wow, that is crazy. I know a lot of things glow under black lights. I saw an advertisement for or people had tattoos that gl glowed under a black light. And I'm thinking, really? how in your everyday life, how often do you go under a black light? You know, yeah, it's crazy. That is true. Hey, Melinda. Melinda hey. has joined our chat. Hello, Melinda. Well, hi, Melinda. <laughs> um, nice to nice to nice to know you're you're uh, enjoying our little session here. We are I just about to that. learn. We are about we're on. Did you not know? I did not know. And uh, the kittens are both blind and deaf at birth. I had no idea. That. I, I had, had no, no idea, idea that. I wonder if dogs are, but I know I would have never thought that, but. Huh. You know, well, they actually are blind because their eyes don't open up until, what, like three weeks or something like that? Oh, three, okay. Two or three weeks. Um, well, that makes sense. Yeah, but I didn't know they couldn't see. Well, my did you know topic, my did you know topic for the show was, um, I was really bummed to find out that the Nico Candy Factory uh, oh closed. yeah after 117 years Isn't yeah you crazy? told me that i was just like what what i know it's like <sighs> it's like the type of candy that you thought that would be around forever you know uh -huh. everybody their every grandma has a a packet of ne neko wafers in the bottom of her purse with some lint you know <laughs> not anymore apparently the new england confectionery company shut down unexpectedly last month and the plant was located in revere massachusetts told it's 230 workers that they could pick up their final paychecks that Friday because the company that made the sweetheart candies and the Necco wafers and the squirrel nuts. <laughs> you mean the Valentine little, little hearts? Yes. Really? Yes. I know. Right. Candy wow. buttons, Clark bars. All the little Jane's. buttons. I love yeah. those when I was a kid. Yeah. Yep. It says all these candies are going to be gone, you know, unless somebody obviously picks it up. It said in May, the company was sold at a bankruptcy auction to Spangler Candy, who makes dum-dums and makes the circus peanuts. But it says, however, they backed out at the last second. So oh. in early June, Round Hill Investment Investments bought the company and it became the Sweetheart Candy Company. So, um, it says wow. that Round Hill Investments LLC is owned by 
um, C. Dean Metropolis, and he is a billionaire who often buys companies out of bankruptcy. He bought the Neko brand out of bankruptcy in May for $17.3 million. And then less than two months later, things have gone very, very wrong. A suit was filed against Round Hill for not making the final million dollar payment in the purchase. And um, yeah, so there were FDA violations and at the candy plant and all this stuff. So it's still kind of up in the air if we're going to be seeing these, you know, candies from our everybody's childhood making a, a second round appearance. So well, they brought Twinkies back. So <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That everybody was like, "Wow, Twinkies!" Yeah, Twinkies people was left. buying those for big monies for yeah, <laughs> just a so box. Crazy. So we'll keep our eye on that. Um, The New England Confectionery Company had been in operation since 1847. Mm. So we we definitely hope this means that uh, it's it's not gone forever. So let's just keep an eye on that. In case you didn't know, now you do. And also... um, (laughs) I don't know. This is crazy. This is so silly. If you're on Facebook, if you're on Facebook, you've had to have seen by now. Oh, wait, there's two different things. The earthquake bed is what I was going to talk about. But apparently I also wanted to talk about this too. It's uh, I have two things apparently I wanted to share. So the first one is on the Facebook. If you've been on Facebook at all, you've probably seen this advertisement that is for the earthquake bed. Uh, supposedly this earthquake bed could save your life during a seismic disaster it is a bed that turns into a safety chamber so i have included the link in the show notes it looks terrifying to me i know that it's meant to look like you're oh but i i i I would feel claustrophobic but um i get where they're coming from It, it looks like you're sleeping peacefully in your bed and then uh earthquake comes (laughs) <laughs> and then mm-hmm. it like it's like on all the cartoons where the villain you know rolls in and and you come in and you have this business meeting with a villain and they don't want you in there anymore and they hit a button under their desk and the floor opens up and you go poof where'd they go oh you just went down a chute somewhere you know um that's kind of what this bed does it kind of is like a one minute you're sleeping and you're dreaming about NECA wafers coming back and then the <laughs> next time you're locked in a box that's yeah, supposed to save your a life. metal box. Yeah, and I haven't figured out where you're going to go to the bathroom yet. I haven't figured that part out, but there's like food and water supplies in there. So um, I would hope that there's like a GPS or a way to co- like communicate or send out a signal of where you're at, you know. So just Something. Google earthquake bed and you'll see it. <laughs> yeah, or just go to invigorateradio.com and you'll see the right there. But yes. Yeah, this just made my, like, I didn't think I was claustrophobic until I saw this. And I was like, holy mother of biscuits. I don't think I could handle this at all, at all. (laughs) So that that will be quite interesting. So the net. Now, this this article here reminded me of my husband and I, because we always bickered whenever the dishwasher comes into play, because he does everything very methodically. He's, you know, does, he will take, he will do a really good job on something, but he will take like three times longer to do something than I would do it. And when you're a mom and your wife and you got a lot of stuff to do and you're not going to sit there and spend three hours meticulously rinsing off every plate and spoon and silverware before you put it in the dishwasher. I don't. I know some people probably do. 
Do you I do don't. that, Joy? No, I don't. No, I don't. you don't. I do push garbage off, but no. Right. You don't. Yeah, you're not going to put something that would like have. It's a, a dishwasher. It's supposed plate. to wash yeah. the dishes, not me wash the dishes for the dishwasher. <laughs> no, no. So my husband will sit there and wash all the dishes in the sink and then put them into the dishwasher. So when he sees me, he's like, Ow. he rolls his eyes at me. He grunts. He, he like talks <laughs> under his breath. He like, rawr, 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 rawr. You're, and I'll hear, you're just like your mom. And I'm like, you know. Oh, he does. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Wow. So when I came across this article and it was called Why You Should Never Ever Rinse Your Dishes Before Putting Them in the Dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And um it was uh it's on uh, share.com and uh it was it was published in uh, May 24th of uh, 2018 and it said isn't it funny how the smallest most significant household squabbles can tear families apart should the toilet paper roll go backwards or forwards are we watching the game tonight or dancing with the stars where should we go for dinner well you'll be happy and pretty surprised to know that one of the oldest couple arguments of all has been settled and yes that is that you can just throw your dirty dishes in the machine without rinsing them in fact you should never rinse your dishes so supposedly according to morgan bashir a scientist who works for cascade says that it's actually more beneficial to not rinse our dishes before putting them into the dishwasher oh mind blown minds are blowing all over the country yeah bells are are, we hear wedding Wedding. bells again (laughs) life is back on track we could just shove those dishes in our dishwasher it says the study news came courtesy of what of a recent wall street journal article which pointed out a little known feature of modern dishwashers it turns out these machines have a smart sensor which decided how long to run each cycle and what temperature to use so even if you use the same settings each time the wash cycle is very different depending on what's inside the dishwasher I had no idea. So Hmm. during the pre-wash cycle, this sensor is checking how much loose food and crumbs and stuff that's floating in and around in the machine. And what it finds is important to getting your dishes clean. So it says if you, as Brashear says, if you pull a helicopter cleaner and like my husband and rinse all of your dishes, nothing will come off in the pre-wash. So then they say, why does that even matter? Well, because after all, less food left on your dishes means they'll be easier to clean. Wouldn't you normally think that? And I think that's what many people think. If right. I clean them, it'll be less hard for my dishwasher to work. But not always. It says you actually have a machine full of rinse plates, but also one cheese-crusted casserole dish. Because there was also no loose food, in the dishwasher sensor may not have been prepared to clean that dried crusty dish because all the other dishes were pretty decent so and i've seen that haven't you yeah i have Uh yeah you put in your dishes and they all pretty look pretty you know like wow i really don't have to do anything to these they look pretty decent they should come off pretty clean but you got that one sketchy looking pan and you're like "Mm, i guess Uh we'll see how that goes well it's not gonna work because there's not a lot of food and debris going around so the sensor doesn't 
pick up that it needs to work extra hard so it does it, and then voila, you have the sketchy-looking plate still looking sketchy when you're done. Right. So it says, wow. I know I know I had no idea. It says, I know leaving dirty plates in the machine can be stressful, especially if you grew up cleaning them nightly, like many people, but the machine can handle it. So... Wow. And I t- so guess what? So I told my husband this and he still doesn't believe me. He does not believe the person <laughs> that works at Cascade Dishwashing Solution does not believe that, does not believe Consumer Reports. It says Consumer Reports has stressed the tested and these appliances and says most of the machines from the past five years or even expensive older models can handle the big crumb safely. Just remember to clean the filter regularly and scrape off any real big chunks. You're not saving time this way, but money and water too. So without pre-rinsing the dishes, you actually save about 20 gallons per load. Oh, that's cool. I had no idea. Yeah. I felt like that was a ding, ding, ding. That was like a win for me. I was like, that's amazing. That is amazing. Amazing. It also tells how to clean it, too. Right? I thought it was impressive. It is. It says to leave a cup of vinegar in the dishwasher, safe container on the top rack of your machine. I have done that. And run it on a warm cycle. Yep. And run it on a warm cycle and water vinegar mix until your machine thoroughly cleaning with no scrubbing required. If you prefer a sweet smell, you can pour some Kool-Aid powder into an empty machine and let it run. Now the inside will smell fresh and fruity. That That's awesome. Vinegar yeah. is so amazing. You just don't realize it until you start researching oh, all the awesome things that they do, right? Oh, yes. You know, you can even wash toys in your dishwasher. Um, this is bathroom wastebasket, bath pet bowls, toothbrush caps, gardening tools, vacuum brushes, and even certain kinds of shoes. Flip-flops can benefit from a quick rinse. That is crazy. I would have never, ever thought to put that well, where my dishes is go. Well, crazier. I know a woman whose husband puts her puts his uh, computer keyboard in their dishwasher. Well. He yeah. rinses it up, but he doesn't, you know, he lets it wow. fully dry. He doesn't obviously plug it in and try to use it. He has done that on the top rack. I don't know. If you scroll down further, you'll see that that's they're doing that. Oh, really? Here's one of the most surprising <laughs> cleaning that. jobs for a dishwasher: your grungy computer keyboard. Wow! Yes, yes, tech. Yeah, there. yes, tech geeks. You'll you can run this filthy computer part in a cold wash solo, and then let, let it air out for a few days. This is no a crucial step. It has a bolt. No, and you got to let it air out. This is a crucial step. But you should try another simpler ways to tidy up your keyboard first. To give even more surprises from the 12 everyday objects you've been using all wrong. And, or if you're on a cleaning kick, here is 15 natural ways to fight household orders. Well, you should just go to the site, everyone. It's pretty cool. Yep. Or our um, show notes, which yep. is invigorateradio.com, because we will have these links to the articles that we've been talking about right there for you. Well, that's pretty interesting, Jen. Right? I thought so. Yeah. Well, this, what else now, is interesting is then and now. I thought that fit your your yeah, uh, that's so cool. I yeah, I like fit. it. All right. Do you remember long ago then there was a uh, a, well, a word let's that- rewind and tell everybody this then and now segment was created by Joy where she shares what old words mean now. That's why it's called then and now. Now. 
Then there was a word that says ping. It was a sharp sound like a striking bullet. But now the word ping is to make contact with somebody by sending a brief electronic message as such as a text message. Ding, ding, Did you know ding. that? I didn't know that. I did know that. Yeah. I didn't know the ping was the other. When you, but when you ping someone. You yeah. Know, that's, yeah. I didn't know that. that's what they called it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Now we're doing profile. Then what it was a represent, representation of something in a, in outline or, or a concise bi biologic. How do you Biographical. Say? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, everyone. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Biographical <laughs> sketch. But now is a personal de de details image in use statistics, social media, timeline, et cetera, that an individual creates and associates with a user's name online account. Isn't that something? Yes. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Well, what about sandbox? Then it was a little box filled with sand that children played in. And it but, still is. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's an environmentally uh, in which software develops editors can create and test new content separate from other content in the project. And even more so, there's sandbox video games where there's no real point to the video game, but you can run around and create your own fun like you do in a sandbox. Really? Yep, that's like third definition. Oh for, my goodness. For people See, who no, I would never know that either. Known gaming lingo, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sandbox, MMOs, all that jazz. Well, now Jen has some recommendations. Recommendations. Oh, yes. Well, my family and I are hooked on Bug Wars. I stumbled across it. I don't even remember how. Oh, we were looking up Katie Dids because I've noticed that there were so many Katie Dids like all over the place, like all over our windows. Katie Dids here, Katie Dids there. And so I was going to look up a video on Katie Dids for me and my little ones to watch. I'm and surprised your son didn't say Katie did did it. <laughs> no, right? He blames everything else on everything else. So yeah. we, um, I found Monster Bug Wars on YouTube, and it's also a, a real show. But they also have their episodes on YouTube, and so I put the link to that in the show notes. But um, it says to get a ringside seat for some of nature's deadliest encounters. Losers aren't just knocked out; they're eaten alive. This is a no holds barred. Real life world of spiders, scorpions, centipedes, and killer ants who fight to the death. It's a bug eat bug gladi gladiatorial contest where stings, spikes, and deadly venom are wielded with cold blooded precision. And it is, I, for someone who's not a fan of bugs, um, but they're a fan of me. I actually enjoy watching this because it's crazy to see how these bugs approach each other. Like we watched today, um, the first time we watched like a water war, it was a crab and a leech going at it. And the leech uh. was um, trying to attack the crab. And the crab just was like, I'm just eating dead fish at the bottom of this pond. And then all of a sudden this leech was like, oh no, you aren't. And you know, the crab lost. The It shows in depth. And they have, like, um, professionals on there 
talking about um, teaching you. So you're watching the bug war and then you're learning about what's going on and the different type of bugs and where they're from and how they interact and stuff like that. So and yeah, that sounds it, interesting. It is super cool to watch. So yeah, I was I'm pretty impressed. So I thought I'd recommend that. It's called Monster Bug Wars, and I found it on YouTube, but like I said, it's also um, on TV and, and such. So what do you have for us? I found a movie called Anne with an E. It's a really good family movie. It's on Netflix. It's a series, actually. It's a series yeah. of, two year, of two years. I've already went through every one of them. Um, it's a good family show, uh, how life was lived long ago. And there's a, it starts out around the, it's around the early 1900s, I think in the 30s. Um, I'm not real sure when, or maybe the 40s. The 19th um, century. The 19th the century. The 19th century. Right. So um, the brother and sister uh, live together. They're elderly. Um, and they live together in a farmhouse and they need help on the land. So the help with chores around the house and stuff, because he has a helper and they send in for an adopted child. They'd like to adopt a child or a boy to, to be able to come and help out on the farm. Well, when he goes to pick, when the brother goes to pick the child up, it ends up to be a girl. And her name is Anne with an E and uh, a big E. And um, so anyway, they bring her home and the, the sister is not very happy. And, and as the story goes on, they begin to love her and, and care for her. And she begins to, to get uh, close to them and, She's got a really unique way of looking about life, and it's a very, very good, good show. Um, I would suggest that if you like good family entertainment, um, that would be an excellent show for everyone to watch. Yeah, that is that is cool. I have that is on my list to watch after I'm done with um, a show that I'm going to talk about on our next episode. <laughs> but uh, I, it's on my it's on my list of of stuff to watch. But, yeah, it's um, yeah, really it's, good. It says it's on, because you've been watching it on Netflix, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And it says it's a Canadian drama television series loosely based on the 1908 novel Anne of Green Gables. And I remember telling you that, that I knew that it was it's oh, loosely yeah. based off uh, from a novel. Um, right. I remember you telling me that. Yeah, yeah and airs on um, CBC in Canada and elsewhere in the world, and it's also streaming on Netflix. The first season is uh, seven episodes and the series premiered on March 19th, 2017. And the season finale um, was uh, last year in April. And then they actually renewed the series for a 10-episode second season, which is what you must have Just, watched already. Yeah, I've already watched it, yeah. And then season... Um, it says, in August of 2018, CBC and Netflix renewed the series for a 10-episode third season to premiere in 2019. So you are getting a third season. Good. I was excited. Yay. I it's hate such when a you, bummer, right? Yeah, when you find a show you really like and it's really nice and, you know, something nice to watch before you go to bed. You don't have to watch all these stupid shows. And, yeah, and definitely. Yeah, and then you find something you really like and then you've watched it all. <laughs> it's no yes. more. I always say like it's like you grieve. You grieve like yeah. when you know when you read in a really good book, or you like you said you w- when something ends that you, brings you peace and, and joy, you know, and it just uh-huh. oh, it's over with. Well, you I know? guess it started all over again. You kind of get <laughs> attached to the character. Yes, you do. Stuff, like they're part you of know? your family. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I used to feel that way about the Waltons all the time too. <laughs> right. 
Oh, goodness. I looked ahead to your funny stuff, and oh, yes. goodness. Here we go. <laughs> ah, it's funny stuff time. Oh, goodness. Here's the jokes that you love. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Where does the one-legged waitress work? Do you have any idea? <laughs> well, Shmah, she read. works at she works at IHOP. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. This, now my second joke is a three-legged dog walks into a saloon in the old west. Like they do. Oh yeah, like they do. <laughs> <laughs> And he slides up to the bar and he announces, I'm looking for the man who shot my paw. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you even snorted at that <laughs> okay. oh, I can just see this. I can see this in my cartoon mind. <laughs> I can tell. I can tell. My first job was working at an orange fac- juice factory, but I got canned because I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> I feel like that's a real life story of yours. Yeah, I'm sure it is. <laughs> You're like, I can relate to this. Do you know that 98% of cross-eyed teachers have difficulty controlling their pupils? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> can you imagine her eyes going all over oh, the place? Oh, my goodness. Um, so silly. Well, there's my silly stuff. Oh, my gosh. You're so crazy. Okay, well... That means it's time for my crazy stuff. Yeah. It's not about three-legged dogs, but it is about strange businesses you didn't know existed, because that's what I like to talk about. So let's see what we have on the on the docket today. We have just food for dogs. You might have heard of cat cafes or even dog-friendly restaurants, but have you ever heard of a restaurant just for dogs? If you've never seen comedian Tony Hinchcliffe's stand-up special one-shot, then you know there's a restaurant in Los Angeles called Just for Dogs that very much lives up to its name. It caters to your canine companion with five-star service and gourmet meals, and if felines are more your speed, don't worry, Just for Dogs also has... A Just Cats restaurant. So there are actually (laughs) restaurants that are just for your dog to go and eat at. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Weird, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. There's this business. It's called, it's for people who all need a hug. Because, you know, we all need a hug sometimes. Thankfully, things like cuddle parties exist. Cuddle parties (laughs) does more than just hold on to you. They also teach you skills for creating boundaries and connections. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> I saw that on You Got Talent one time oh, years ago. Woman. Yeah, on the couch having people come up and hug her. Yes. yes. I, yep. I don't think that I'd ever go to one. No. Because that's just weird. No. I don't think I, uh, I have a personal spaceship. Space issues. Spaceship? You got a personal spaceship? Personal spaceship <laughs> issues. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, here's a bu- here's a business. Um, if you're fed up with the dating scene, you can outsource some of the work for you. Virtual dating assistants creates online dating profiles for you, has the conversations with the potential dates, and plans and organizes dates on your behalf. Oh. All you do is show up for the date at the designated time and place and have a good time. Are you kidding me? Wow. What? Who, what? <laughs> 
Who does that? That is so I have no weird. idea. <laughs> What's the point? That's so weird. That is so weird. Oh, gosh. This is so weird, too. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, in case you, you know, were wanting to know where you could buy some furniture, you can purchase one-of-a-kind furniture through Ugly Furnitures. It is a group of guys who always wanted to own their own business, and they chose to go into furniture making, and they have come up with some truly creative and handmade pieces, all of which they claim are ugly. You won't find quality like this anywhere else. So, um, you know, there you go. <laughs> oh, get wow. Your, get your ugly furniture on. <laughs> and ugly furnitures. Wow. Which, you know, kind of makes me think about the couch and chair pieces that everybody seemed to have back in the, um, like early 80s. You know that weird yeah. set you guys used to have? It's all made of wood and ha it's like copper. It's like a brownish and it had the wood. The, sienna the, kind of color. Right. And it had the uh, water mills, the water geist on it, geist on it, the wheels, water wheels on it with the in yeah. a country seat like a setting. And yeah, we lots of people had them. They were just, that was it. Everybody had it because nobody really saw wooden furniture, you know. And I noticed that it ended up being um, a thing that everybody had when I saw little memes coming over on the internet with that same love seat and the couch and, and coffee uh -huh. table. And it said, if you were in the 80s, you owned the set of furniture. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I went, oh my exactly. God, so we had the couch, the, the footstool, the chair, yeah, and the coffee table was all wood. All right. Well, so that I think would have been uh, with the same um, ugly furniture. People. Yeah. <laughs> you would have been able yeah. to find that stuff. Well, here's another weird business. You have a bad breakup or I said bad breakup, good sense of humor, have enemy enemies, but you're not quite ready to hire a hitman. Well, dirty rotten flowers is for you. This oh my business goodness. sends bouquets of dead rotting flowers to your not so loved ones. <laughs> keep in mind that because you're not sending fresh live flowers, this person doesn't get the opportunity to love something and then watch it die and feel guilty because they kill everything they touch. However, <laughs> sending a rotten bouquet will send a clearer message. Yeah, and you so. realize all they have to do is park their van outside of a florist and wait for the dead flowers oh to come my out. Gosh. <laughs> they don't have no they have em oh, they have inventory all over the place. <laughs> wow, yeah, the overhead on that would be non existent. If yeah. they caught you though, then they'd know why are you stealing? Why are you getting into why are you dumpster diving behind <laughs> my floral shop, mister? <laughs> well, we know the real story. Yeah. You know, that's that's a that's something you could do. Anybody right? could do. <laughs> Very interesting. Yeah. Well, here's another business. Bob Barker spoke wise words when he encouraged everyone to spay and neuter their pets. But are <laughs> yes. your pets really the same after they get snipped? If this is something you're worried about, you can buy artificial testicular implants for your furry friends from the company called Newtickles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> What am I reading? The company claims that its implants will boost your pet's self-esteem because obviously your pets are very concerned about their sudden lack of body parts and don't want their animal friends to know that they've been under the knife. Wow. So, 
Wow. When you think you've heard it all, you haven't heard it all. Right. You can pay to be slapped in the face for several minutes in order to tighten your skin and remove wrinkles. However, the results aren't permanent, so you'll have to go back to be slapped around some more. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> You go to be slapped in the face to get rid of uh, wrinkles. Oh my gosh! Oh, that's my gosh. that's unreal. That this is, is so, so unreal. Silly. Oh my goodness! Uh, this type of massage, also known as face boxing, <laughs> is popular. In and how much does that cost, right? Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, this type of massage is also known as face boxing. is popular in Thailand, but there is only one certified business in the United States, which is located in San Francisco. The company warns against fraudulent slappers who claim that they practice this Thai wisdom. So don't it's called go the and San Francisco. It's called the San anyone. Francisco treat. <laughs> it's called the San Francisco. <laughs> you just made that up, didn't you? Yes, I did. <laughs> Good job. Good job. You are so silly. Uh, Oh, wow. I can't believe that. Wow. Just when you thought you knew it all. Yeah. Do you want to learn more about squirrels specifically? Do you want to learn more about squirrels in Inman Park, Georgia? Pick up a copy of the latest squirrel census. The squirrel census. organization tells stories of the gray squirrels in Inman Park, their fight for freedom from human suburbia, the jobs that they do in their families' lives. <laughs> you can purchase copies of the latest census or even buy t-shirts. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like they're real people. <laughs> what, in the, what in the biscuits? I have no idea anymore. Oh, hey, no. Lupe. We are just wrapping up our podcast. And thanks for joining. Up. We are. We were just telling everybody um funny stuff, but we are ready to uh, hit our outro. Say thank you, everybody, for joining us for episode six of Invigorate Radio. You can find all of the links to everything we talked about in the show at invigorateradio.com. You can listen to us on iTunes and Google Play and Spotify and Stitcher Radio. If you have uh, anything, um, we're all over the place. So. Um, do you got anything you want to say before we hit the road, Joy? Nope, I just that I'll see you all next week in a brand new cartoon. <laughs> all righty. <laughs> well, take care and God bless. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.